Do you want to get a quick drink before we do this? I'm, I'm easy. What do you guys? You've arrived at the bonus episode. We are here with Michelle Grace Hunter, heavy hitter in the house. Uh, photographer extraordinaire someone we're very happy to, to have on the show and a hustler more than anything you know I just look at you like <laughs> the hustle is real and it comes naturally and you give me that face of like do I want to be you do you're want to be described not, you're as a hustler you're it's, laughing it's, like you're, you're not wearing a ring that says literally pay me right now oh, show yeah, Mikey your ring I am it says oh. pay me what does it say it? pay me fantastic pay me. yep I love See? it can relate. Yes, look. I looked at our, my freelancing thing. I think I'm owed 4K at the moment. So, yeah, pay me <laughs> is the word. Straight exactly. up. Central straight message. Up, straight up. Central message. Now, I know you're a Dire Straits fan, uh, Michelle, <laughs> but I've just done a little bit of research on you. What was the first music that hit, hit different for you? Where were you? What happened when it came on? Yes, it was the first time I ever heard uh, What's My Name by Snoop Dogg. And I remember seeing, I, I think I saw the video clip at the Oof. same time and just being going, must have been 12, 13 years old and was just like, maybe 14, 14 actually. Um, and I was just like, whoa, what is this? This is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, and nice. just became obsessed with um, West Coast hip hop from that point and became mm -hmm. a real connoisseur of everything from the West. Uh, really, really liked that G-Funk era. Really liked... Um, yeah, that real – it's interesting because I, I became very serious about the East Coast-West Coast rivalry when um, Tupac and Biggie were <laughs> – uh, I took it so seriously that I didn't listen to any East Coast music, and I'm not joking. I listened to oh, no yeah. East Coast God. rap until about 2002, 2003. I was oh just like, God. no. And then at you some point I'm like – yourself. And I'm still catching up on such an amazing That's year. so funny. I was Tupac-licked. Honestly, I wanted to marry him so badly. Like it was just like it was an obsession. Tupac I wasn't even from the West Coast. I know, but he was making <laughs> West Coast music, I know, and I know. you know, he was throwing up the dubs, and I was just like, I was here for it. He had some California. And he was hot. Love. He was hot. Yes. Well, well, yeah. We, Jarvis and I, when we got married, we walked into our reception to California Love because it was the first song we ever danced to together mm -hmm. at university. So. There you go. There's a little fun fact. <laughs> That's a very fun fact. Two quick questions. Um, yep. What was the film? The film who's first in the buzzer? The film clip to California Love was was based on Mad Max. Yep. And second question is: Have you seen the autopsy pictures of Tupac? Of course, I have. I've seen everything. <laughs> Don't what do question you mean? I'm idiot. obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. I've read every auto, like every autobiography, every little, like conspiracy theory. Every time they're like, "Oh, maybe he's alive. He's in Cuba," and I'll click on a link and think, you know, it's I'm a tragic. <laughs> I'm a full tragic. Unreal. Yes. Uh, and early, early hip, -hop, early hip hop show that you attended. Oh God, I remember seeing Snoop Dogg in 1998 at Festival Hall because uh, I grew How up in Shepparton, so I wasn't, I wouldn't be able to see anything until. Yeah, probably 97, 98. That's one. I remember seeing Run DMC. It's all stuff I went with my now husband. So 97, we went to see Run DMC. 98, we went to see Snoop Dogg. I think around, I can't remember where we saw Ice Cube, but we, we're both tragic. So we were going to all of the concerts around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Snoop, he's kept it at an amazingly high live level. Like he doesn't I fuck up live. I love Snoop. 
Yeah. When Sosie sent me the thing that he's touring here in, two, in oh. 2022, I was legit so because I whenever he tours, he go he does play stuff from Doggy Style. That's definitely my favorite album of all time, and I'm mm-hmm. I know just like every word to every song, and it just. It just takes me back to that era, and I love it so much. So I'm gonna, I'll be there. So and I will be there. <laughs> yeah, unreal. I was in uh, Ro- Ro- Ross Kilda Festival in Denmark, and twice he said, "What up, Ross Clyde?" <laughs> it's like someone like no one told him. He came out again later. He's like, "Yo, Ross Clyde, I'm feel you." Or something. That's <laughs> I'm doing a bad snoop there. I say snoop, you say dog. Snoop dog. Oh god, dog. I love you so much. Is he gonna start with the menu log theme though when he comes out? Oh, I hope so. I hope that's written into his contract somewhere that he has to do it. Unreal. Because he'd make he'd make so much money if he did. And all, all of the bank. All of the bank. He was one of the first all people the to sell virtual jewelry and make, I think he made $250,000 in his first year selling jewelry, which you pay for, which you send to your partner. They can't actually have it, but they just said to have it as an avatar or they have it wow. on their screens. Like he, he got onto that early. Smart dude. Yeah. He's very, very smart. smart. <laughs> Do you remember when, when Rove smart. interviewed him? He's like, you a fool. <laughs> no, Rove, I, now, I'm gonna, now I'm going to look that up. That's amazing. <laughs> Rove that. kept on saying, hey, Snoopy, dizzle, whizzle. And he's like, oh, God. No. <laughs> no. See, it's like Guy Sebastian, no, get your boy. <laughs> Channel oh, 10, God. get Rove. Why don't we just have the uh, worst, the lamest people on our television? Oh, my God. The cringe. God bless. God bless. Hey, what's the next thing that came along that really changed your life musically? It was a long time before I was really kind of rocked from a hip-hop perspective after the late 90s. Like it really, early Mm -hmm. 2000s hip-hop, I liked it. It was cool for the clubs and stuff, but it wasn't, it just didn't hit me in the core until I heard Kendrick Lamar. And when I heard Kendrick Lamar, I was like, what is that? Yeah, I just, I just have no words for just the impact. The artistry. That, the artistry. Yeah. He's so for the culture. He's so like, he's an artist on a, on a level that's just difficult to articulate because it's not just about the music. It's, it's everything. It's the message. It's the visuals. It's mm-hmm. literally every aspect of it. Like, it's so inspiring. Uh, there's so much thought that goes into his concepts and stuff. And um, I remember where I was talking to two friends of mine out at a club and it was 2012, I think. And I just said, I'm just really disillusioned with hip hop and I haven't found anything that I've liked. And they just said to me, both of them were like, Kendrick Lamar, go and look, go and look up Kendrick Lamar. And Good Kid Mad City had just dropped. And then obviously I went back and listened to, you know, Section 80, and then and since then, I'm just like die hard, tragic. So, <laughs> love, I love him so much. <laughs> You've got a really good friendship with, with Sos. Tell us about the hip hop connection you guys have, hip hop shows that you guys have been at, and just you know, really take us in, take us into the pit. We went to Drake together, I remember that. Oh, yeah, we did too. That was fun. I'm trying to remember some of the shows we've been to that we haven't been working at because that's always a thing. Like Michelle's always been shooting or, you know, when we used to do a radio show together back in the day. Um, do tell. We, do tell. Yeah, we, we oh, did yeah. a hip-hop show together on yeah, Kiss FM so here in Melbourne. Fun. But oftentimes when those gigs would be in town, Mish would be shooting. So either one of us would be on air and the other one would be at the show or it would be vice versa. But that Drake show was... 
That was hectic. That was... Was that at Rod Laver? Yeah, it was at Rod Laver and he had that crazy like stage with all the balls and the That was like 20, 2018. But that that show was funny because um there was a lot of uh the the Melbourne kind of hip hop slash soul community who were at that show. Everyone had free tickets, it would have seemed. I'm not gonna name any names because they'd kill me. <laughs> But they were the sorts of people in the community who would probably publicly say that they don't really fuck with Drake like that. <laughs> they were all there. We all knew they were all there. They Loving were all it. There. Everyone loved that. They I didn't go to that show, there. but to a man, to a woman, everyone loved that show. It was a great show. You can't, the bangers, you can't deny. It's just banger after banger. And you're just like, you forget how many hits he's had. You're just like, oh. You, totally. You know. Totally. But we we first met doing the when you were doing rise because you came to adelaide to shoot the hoods i think yes uh, that's, or fun that's, and that was yeah when it was the hoods met. yeah that was when we first met i remember um heaps i remember james um saying that we, you know we should always meet and we we're going to get along really mm. well you know when people say that and you're like i'm probably gonna hate them yeah, probably <laughs> actually not probably not but no luckily <laughs> yeah. we didn't so it's, yeah luckily we didn't um, <laughs> luckily but we yeah each other. <laughs> yeah Thankfully, but no, we we've seen Kendrick together. Um, we have heaps the, of the one um, thing Aussie I... hip hop. We've seen lots of local. Yeah, Illy yeah, and we, we... Seth and Remy, Remy a bunch of times. Yeah, with the Australian hip hop crew, it kind of all blurs because you just become part of the family almost, and it's just like, did I yeah. actually see you, or do I, you know, have we just been talking smack for so many years? <laughs> Literally part of the furniture. Part of the furniture. Um, but yeah, I don't know the. Seeing shows with you is always, it's always such a vibe. Actually, the last, probably one of the last things we went to was FOMO, RIP FOMO Festival, went into administration. <clears throat> I've heard, heard nothing <laughs> but good things about the people that run that. <laughs> they also, yeah. they, they black banned me from shooting not long after that. Oh, can you tell I, that, can you tell that story? Sure, can you I'll please tell that tell story. That story? Because, yeah, so they, I had tweeted, I was doing some shoots for those people that run the, that, uh, organization. I was like, I got along with them really well, to be honest. And they, um, I remember shooting Post Malone at the Corner Hotel before Post Malone really blew up. And wow. not long after that, I saw a tweet and someone said, <laughs> What is a Post Malone? And I just replied, Someone that needs a bath. And I thought that was really funny. Like, I thought it that is. was a funny. <laughs> well, they saw that and was like, basically, from the account, like the production account, um, something like do not appreciate this, like how disrespectful basically. <laughs> and so I messaged them, DM them. It's like, hey, I'm so sorry. Like it was really a bad joke. Like, a, you know, no malice really attended. Didn't reply and then never booked me for a show again. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually and look part. look at them now. Look at them well, now. Well, this is. This is part of my teaching in masterclass, though, is that you do actually have to be careful if you're tweeting. Like people are always watching, and I, it's, I've been bitten a couple of times as being a bit of a smarter. So some people take themselves, and it's always promoters, by the way, they take themselves a bit too oh, seriously. Always. Like just, oh, it was a joke. It was a much jo- agree. Obviously, you know, Guy Sebastian <laughs> getting that. a guy from Maya fired from the suit department. He didn't even mention that he worked yeah. at Maya. So that's another great story of the week. Do you know that story, oh, Michelle? I don't. Know. Look it up. Did you see that? It's, it's gorgeous. No, I'm yeah, going to look it up. Just, it's yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, please do. 
Okay. Please do. All right. What's mm. recently? What's something? What's some music uh, you've heard that's you've gone? Oh, I didn't realize I'd like this so much. Here we are. Um, I would say the um, no, not that I didn't realize it would. I'd like it so much, but it's probably had like just floored me. Um, is Jared James? I'm a massive, okay. massive Jared James fan, and his album yeah. that came out not that long ago, maybe six months ago, is mm. so so beautiful. Like I just, yeah, I don't have words. I just don't have words for I. I'm obsessed with his music. Like he, it's just mm-hmm. so, it like soothes my soul. I've tried to communicate this to him because I have become really good friends with Jared now. Basically, I stalked him into being my friend. Um, I was going to say, just kind of relentless, yourself. relentless. There's a, there's a theme I love emerging. you. You're the best. You're yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, yeah, we are friends. But um, I've, it, it just, it, it soothes my soul. I can't explain it. It's so beautiful. And uh, both of his albums, um, have had such a big impact on me and I listen to them, you know, if I'm feeling anxious or I'm whatever. It's just um Six-year gap between the music. albums too. That's big. Sorry to buddy. Yeah. 31 yeah. in 2015 and then PM 2021. I've not listened to the, the latest one, which I will PM go back to. PM is beautiful. Please, PM is beautiful. everybody listen right. to it. It's stunning. Yeah. So um, Michelle, you talk about anxiety. What are some of the things you do to, to sort of overcome anxiety and specifically with music <laughs> and, and, and other things like that? <laughs> Um, stay really busy, um, just be overly productive. And I know that's like probably not that healthy and you should, (laughs) you know how there's, there's, there was that, um, time where everyone was like, you've got to appear like you're busy all the time. And it just became this whole like culture of work. And I definitely fell into that, Mm. um, because it does, it does actually really help me just try like music. Definitely. Um, walks big long walks really help me and um, I'm trying to get into like breathing and just getting out into nature Um, my husband's been really big on that and just trying to especially these days because you can just just the unknown can just really set you off and you just don't know Mm. I'm a control freak so not knowing what's happening Mm. and having nothing in your (laughs) calendar this is very foreign very foreign for me and I it's I like being really busy and stuff like that so you know, I've just started a million different things in COVID and, you know, got my own podcast now and masterclass and Twitch and all of these things. Clearly, I don't know, am I coping that well? I'm just I'm doing you stuff are. to keep busy. Yeah, this is how you get th- get through stuff. You actually produce and yeah. you go to bed that night and you go, did I, oh, actually, yes, I, I took over the world today. Well done. Yes. Michelle Grace, <laughs> I'm one trying. One step at a time. Yeah, and that's super important. Um, who are you looking forward to, for, like, who's a, dr- a dream subject to f- photograph who you haven't? Who I haven't. I've Snoop Dogg. I've actually never photographed, so that would be a nice little full circle moment because I feel like he's really the person mm. that got me into hip hop. Um, and not even I've never even taken photos of him at a live show because every time he's come out, I've just wanted to be there and be present. It's really yeah, hard sure. to do that when you're shooting. But maybe next time, maybe next time I can go shoot. And I've seen him enough times now. I can be less present. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. This Snoop yeah. Dogg would be awesome. Um, my, my bucket list for a portrait is Kendrick Lamar. Um, I've shot him so many times live, but I would just love to sit with him. Even if it was five minutes and I could take a portrait of him. Um, Sosa will know this, but um, at my house, my usual house, this is not my usual (laughs) house, but I have a wallpaper, like literally the entire wall behind our television is a photo that I took of Kendrick from the uh, Rod Laver Arena show that I got literally made into an entire Kendrick wall. We need to see so this. We wanna, we're going to post this with the episode, I'll my friends. You, we need to I'll see this. I'll send a photo across. Yeah. 
That was the show I hooked you up for. It was, Synergy. yes, it was. I did not have any way of getting into that show. If it wasn't for Sos, I wouldn't have been there. So eternally grateful. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. When Lizzo did FOMO, uh, her people came into my trivia night. And anyway, I did, I did a few Lizzo questions as a revolver. And then they, they hooked me up with tickets to see Lizzo the next night. I thought I had tickets, yada, yada, yada. Um, give us your quick, uh, just your thoughts on Lizzo because I feel like she's just done this amazing thing for hip hop and for humanity oh, by coming along and just being I this new Lizzo. iconoclast. She's just amazing. I mean, I feel like Lizzo, Lizzo was probably really the beginning of you starting to see a lot of really powerhouse women come through. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, I've never seen hip hop like this with having so many super talented women at the top of their game and, mm. And different sorts of women different, too. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. Like I feel like there was a long time where it was like if you were going to be a woman, like a female rapper, you needed to be like Nicki Minaj. You needed to model yourself off, off a Nicki Minaj or a little Kim or, you know, there was very specific models. Yeah, like the hypersexual. There is that still, but it doesn't. Yeah, there is for sure, but it doesn't, it's not the only. Is there a thing like. Just this is a, a layman's question. So Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Lizzo are the ones that everyone's talking about. Nicki Minaj definitely it feels like she's a bit dirty on all of that and perhaps is not getting the attention she once got. Um, is that the industry that's doing that? Is that the media is doing that? Where we can only focus on these three real sort of uh, stadium acts? Or I think like I mean, would you would you consider like Doja Cat? Like I always think Doja is in Doja's there as well. Massive like, as well. Yeah, I should have thrown massive. that in. She's hosting MTV Awards like, as well. You know, um, women have always had the problem in hip hop that they'll try. And, there's there's one queen of hip hop, you know. There's and that's all mm-hmm. that you can focus on. At least, like to be honest, if it's three or four, that's way better than it's ever been. True. But I think there's yeah. there's way way more room. Um, and yes, the media might focus on those those ones that are kind of dominating. But there's so many amazing women doing great stuff now. It's um, mm. it's really I think just open the the respect for their artistry is at a level that I've never seen before in hip-hop, which is really cool. I think if Nicki Minaj dropped the bomb track as well, people would be like, well, Nicki's back. I mean, I shouldn't say Nicki's back, but, you know, totally. N- Nicki's back at the top of her game like she was on that Monsterverse. Yeah, I don't know. Like, people have, you know, there's cycles with this stuff. You know, does she need to come back? As She was there, you know. She might not need to be. She's had a moment maybe, like, I mean, I don't want to um, write her off because she's so talented, but maybe, you know, th- there's a, a new generation of, people coming through now it's just you know i sometimes i think you can get when people are still producing album after album and then they can never yeah. get to that it's that's kind of sad as well so yeah, you can remember her of always being at the top quite often the best thing you can do i think uh, as an artist is go go right away be completely off the grid can, you know we don't hear from you for so long and then you come back with with a boom because that you know it's sort of like a frank know, ocean it's like he does that the best <laughs> So I don't waiting like I'm waiting for Rihanna <laughs> to come out in like ten years with a final right. record. Oh please, Riri, we she need it. We need it. She's been in the news this week, Rihanna. Rihanna's been in the news. Have you seen this? Has yeah. she? I don't she think has. I've she seen dropped it. dropped a legal case against her father. Ah, yeah, in the in the, in the last few days. Which is good. Which is I'm glad that that happened because yes, misusing her name nice. to benefit his own entertainment company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was full on, but you know, again, I feel like there's. There is room and I, I feel like, you know, hip-hop and rap is inherently competitive, right? Like it's 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 always had that nature Posturing. about it. Um, but I feel like 
the the media and the industry has kind of inflated that more for women than they have for men. So they've taken this already competitive art form and sort of put that pressure on females to the point where they've actually turned in on each other for so long, which is why you see. And when you put like the fandoms as well behind uh, these artists yeah, against yeah. each other, it just makes it so much more toxic it's in a way that is toxic. completely different to a Kanye versus Drake beef. It's completely yeah, which is different. Just Kanye and Drake, you know? grow the fuck up. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Both um, albums. Come on. They uh, didn't need to be that long. <laughs> they definitely needed to chop them at least by a third of both of them. It could I have been, you know, it. some God. decent stuff. There's here. something beautifully tragic yeah. about it, though, about um, these two men. Them both who, being long. Yeah, they're, exactly. Yeah. They're both kind of like. And they're mine, both rapping about each other in songs. Exactly. Like, Mine's oh. bigger than yours. Like, honestly, you, you don't know how both of you will look. Like, when we look back at this time in history, give us another Daytona, you dumb. You know, and you, and you said um, uh, my favorite hip hop track at the moment now at the moment, guys, it's sort of hip hop slash kind of hip house. Cobra, uh, a track called Good Puss, amazing Stockholm native. She's just good oh, puss. She came in March. Oh, she's good. It's it's Gonna a real heavy hitter. I will send it to you. Uh, Sos and Michelle, last question: What is what's the hip hop track that's really doing it for you at the moment? Um, I think I mentioned it before. It's the one that I've got on repeat. It's the Kanye. Uh, okay, okay. It's just it's like the soundtrack for COVID, yeah. and it's so relevant to be okay, but not okay right now. I just yes. think every time I hear it, I'm like, oh my god, I don't know why this sums up my life so well. Um, I've I'm actually a big fan of Donda. I I don't know why it just takes me to a space that right now is just I don't know. It just it just suits the mood that I'm in. Maybe the length is suiting you as well. It's like cool, like it. It's kind of okay for me. Yeah, just put on in the background. For a person like yourself, the next the next ninety minutes of my life is sorted. Yeah, I can put it on in the background and it's fine. So yeah, I'm gonna say that one because it's every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, it's just that you can repeat that mantra. It's great. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. I'm really loving the Little Sims record at the moment. Oof. I think that's a contender for album of the year and in my mind I think she's incredible and to be talking about longevity to be doing this on album number four like this album has big did you see her quote the other day where where they were like something about you put your album out the same week and they're like no they put their same (laughs) the week same week as me Richard Kingsville had the had the goal to ask her how it felt Good response. To drop a record at the same time as those two. And she was just like. How do they feel about oh. putting out the album the same week as me? Yeah. So and it's, it's changed the but, narrative um, as well. It's changed the narrative because now people are like, Little Sims is, yeah. I love it. And I love her. I love her. Totally. Um, but yeah, so many cuts off that record. At the moment, I'm smashing. I think it's called I Love You, I Hate You. Um, it's a track kind of in the second half of the album, but it's about. Um, her relationship with her dad, which is not existent, as I found out. But she's okay with that. So it's a track that's about kind of acknowledging that, yeah, it's pretty shitty that we don't talk and we don't have a relationship, but this is like part of me coming to terms with it and just letting you go. So just like, it's fine. Um, I don't need anything from you. Making but peace with it. This is it. Yeah. The, I just sent this to Sose an hour before we went live but the baby keem album just dropped and i haven't oh, yeah. listened to it yet and i'm just yeah. expecting good. that it's i'm good. going to love it's it good. so i'm just cool. waiting I'm waiting so, for my husband to get home and we're going to put it on and oh that's real love right home. there <laughs> yeah. i'm waiting for your baby king <laughs> come on <laughs> <Love it>. <laughs> <laughs> friends if you go love to it. mghmasterclass.teachable.com 
you can find uh, MGH's masterclass and you can sort of dive in. And I believe if you know, you can actually you can win a five hundred dollar um, gift vouchery kind of vibe. Or you can yeah. So basically, if you sign up to the introduction, uh, which is free, the intro section. Uh, anyone that signs up in the next seven days, you can win the full course, which is worth just over four hundred dollars. So, <laughs> so good. get in. You got to be in it to win it. But yeah, you'll get a good idea if, if you know if you watch the intro, you'll get a good idea about what the course is about and if you want to continue. And mm. there's so much great. It's basically like so many gems about not just about the technical stuff, but how the industry works and how you you know relationships are really important and all that stuff that a lot of people don't teach you. So yeah. Oof. Walking bonus episode of South Michelle Gray, son of shooter, shooter. <laughs> Jarvis like called. It. My husband has once said, "He goes, you are the female version of Conor McGregor." He just reckons I'm always selling myself. Yeah, I'm on the oh, promotional. I'm on the promotional train. That's right. Tell your husband. Hopefully, yes. it'll be nicer. You know what? It's like the little, the little the little Sims response. You say, "Yes, honey, I am promosexual." <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right guys love lovely that. good times for all thanks for listening to us on hit different subscribe tell all your friends about it smash us a nice uh, review or you know a bad review who cares as long as we we left a mark on you that's the main thing <laughs> thank you so much for your time uh, my wife is calling Ciao. me to dinner see everybody thank you Go bye, bye. Oh, stay connected see you all bye bye